Hello. Today I'm going to ask you to just take a moment and prepare your heart to hear Gila Valley's message so that your faith will grow and you will continue to hunger for more of God's Word. Because Romans 10:17 tells us that faith comes from hearing the Word. I pray you enjoy today's message. This morning, I want to remind you that we'll be here again this evening. You know, it's, it's uh, I believe it's in the bulletin here someplace, but I'm not going to worry, worry about it. We're going to this evening have an informal Bible study. And I invite you to come. It's going to be a time of learning how to take God's Word and use it. How to take God's Word and learn it so that when the time comes and somebody says to us, you know, the Bible talks about a shepherd. I know it's someplace in there. Where do I find it? Where do I find about a shepherd in the Bible? Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. How about in the New Testament? I'll give you a, cha I'll give you a, a book, John. What chapter? Stay with us. Like we heard this morning, the rest of the story will come and you'll have an opportunity. Does everybody have a bulletin this morning? We're going to use the back of it this morning. So have it ready. We're going to use it. We're going to be giving you something to write down. This morning we're here on a special day, Memorial Day. We have a day in the fall called Veterans Day that we honor all veterans of which you are each a veteran if you're in the Lord's Army. We honor all veterans on Veterans Day, but this morning we're honoring a select pe people, those who have given their life that we can be here. You know, had they lost the battle in World War II, we probably could not be worshiping like we are. If we would be worshiping like we are, we'd be speaking German. Stop and think about what they gave up that you and I today have the privilege of being here and worshiping God without the fear of somebody busting through the doors and, and arresting us. Memorial Day is that day when we honor those who have sacrificed with all they had, their life, that we have that privilege. So for just a few minutes this morning, I want to take some time. I've got 10 questions, and I want to find out what we know about Memorial Day. 
I'm going to ask a question, and I'm going to ask you so that you, everybody doesn't at one time answer it. Like in school, raise your right, raise your right hand. Oh, somebody's with us, Jerry's with us. Okay, raise your right hand. The first question is, what was Memorial Day originally called? Now, stop and think about it. What was it originally called? Was it called Flag Day? Civil War Day? War Remembrance Day? Decoration Day? How many think it was number one? How many think it was Civil War Day? It was established because of those who gave their life during the Civil War. Why wouldn't it have been called Civil War Day? Well, it wasn't. War Recognition Day. How many think that? Sorry, folks. It was called Declaration Day. Remember, we used to have Declaration Day until 1947, 48, 49, and it was changed to Memorial Day. We won't go any farther, but I, I can think of all kinds of things that happened on Memorial Day as a kid growing up. That was a time we'd get together and we'd have a band going and we'd march two miles from the town of Maine to the cemetery, which was two miles away, and there was a service there. And we'd walk around and we'd see all the graves and all the ones that were veterans. Memorial Day was originally commemorated to honor fallen soldiers in which conflict? Civil War, I already gave you the answer to that. That's where it started, was with the Civil War. What is the official birthplace of Memorial Day? Okay, I'll give you four places. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Waterloo, New York, Charleston, South Carolina. Does anything ever good come out of Washington, D.C.? How many think it was in uh, Gettysburg? Gettysburg was the Civil War was fought in Gettysburg, but that's not where this was, not the birthplace of Memorial Day. How about Waterloo, New York? Put your hand down, Chris. I've already given you that answer. <laughs> Waterloo, New York is where it was, where it was originated. That was the place that, that the Memorial Day started. Which organization first promoted a national holiday for decorating the graves of fallen soldiers? Was it the American Legion? Gold Star Wives of America? Grand Army of the Republic? United Daughters of the Confederacy. Oh, this one's going to be a little harder. How many think it was the American Legion? Okay. How many think it was Gold Star Wives of America? M, do you think it is? Okay. Gold Star Wives of America just started since... Uh, uh, Afghanistan in that area. 
Grand Army of the Republic. Two people, three people. United Daughters of the Confederacy. A bunch of people, well, I'm sorry, a bunch of people are wrong, the three people are right. The Grand Army of the Republic. I've never heard of the Grand Army of the Republic, but they're the ones that originally, uh, the organization that first promoted the national holiday for decorating the graves of fallen soldiers. Which flowers associated with Memorial Day? The red poppy, okay, I won't read the cherry blossom, the white rose, or the blue snapdragon. In what year was the National Monument of Remembrance when all Americans are to pause for a moment of silence on Memorial Day first observed? How many remember when that was a proclamation by one of our presidents? Eighteen sixty-five. You don't remember that? <laughs> well, that wasn't it because almost everybody here that's not in school was alive when this was done. The president was Bill Clinton. The year was two thousand when he proclaimed that on Memorial Day, at three o'clock in the afternoon on Memorial Day, that all America was to have a moment of silence in remembrance of those who had died. In fact, I heard on TV this morning as they're talking about the, the uh, race coming and uh, they were interviewing somebody and he said, I'll be standing silently at 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon. So that's something that I didn't, remember it either, but it happened in the year 2000. Which state was the first to officially recognize Memorial Day? Was it Pen Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Georgia, or New York? Remember, it was a Civil War. Which one? New York. How many go with New York? Okay, you're right. What U.S. sporting event is traditionally held on Memorial Day weekend. I heard somebody say Indianapolis 500. The choices were the Super Bowl, U.S. Open Finals, Major League Baseball's opening day. I mean, anybody would have known that those last three weren't, they weren't not. In what year did the U.S. federal law decree that Memorial Day would be observed on the last Monday of May. Now, let's go back a little bit on this. This was in the lifetime of many of us who are here. Before, it was always observed on the 31st of May. Like the presidents, we always observed the 22nd of February for what president? Was it George Washington or was it Abraham Lincoln? Which one? Washington? You, you, you're not too sure, are you? <laughs> well, this happened at the same time that we started celebrating President's Day. 
What year was it? 1971 is when we started celebrating it on the last, or the, yeah, the last Monday of the month. What does the 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment place on each grave in Arlington National Cemetery on Memorial Day? Roses, wreaths, red poppies, small flags. How many think it was red poppies? How many think it was roses? Okay, the last two, it was either wreaths or small flags. How many think flags? How many think wreaths? Sorry, folks, it was flags. <laughs> okay, that's what Memorial Day was. Now, I've got a question. We as Americans celebrate Memorial Day to honor those who have died serving our country that we might have this freedom. Do we as Christians have a Memorial Day, a day set aside to remember the one that, who made it possible for us to be here and also gave us a hope for the future? Do we have a day that we celebrate our Memorial Day to Jesus? How many think we do? What day is it? Easter? We celebrate his death and his resurrection. Sunday, we celebrate his resurrection. Each Sunday, we're celebrating his resurrection. But do we have one that we celebrate the person of Jesus. Do we have a memorial day? Think about it. When do we think about Jesus? When do we place him in a place of prominence? because we're thinking about what he has done for us. Now, the Lord's table, the fifth Sunday, when we have it four times a year, we do this, what? In remembrance of me, Jesus said. He tells us to remember him. Is that the only time that we are to remember him? On the fifth Sunday of the four, the four times a year, Sometimes we may do that. I think the answer to the question, is there a day, a particular special day that we set aside as a memorial to Jesus? I think the answer is no. I think it's every day, or it should be. It's not one day, it's every day. We have... The Lord reminding us when we partake of the Lord's table to remember him. I want you to take your Bibles. They're in front of you. If you don't have, if you didn't bring one, and open up to Matthew 26, 26. 
This is the first time that the Lord's table was observed. And we're going to look at the three times that the, the, uh, where it's found in the Gospels, and then we'll look at where Paul tells us about it and where we usually go to when we have our Lord's table. Matthew 26, 26 says this. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out. Anything there about remembrance? Had the crucifixion happened yet? They're in the upper room. It's before he was arrested, before the he was betrayed. So, nothing in Matthew. Matthew, being the kingly book, didn't say a thing about it. Let's go over to Mark, chapter 14, verses 22. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup when he had given thanks. He gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you, or for many. Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the wine, of the vine, until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And they, when they'd sung a hymn, they went out. Anything there about remembrance? Okay, let's go over to Luke. Luke 19, or Luke 22, I'm sorry, Luke 22. Luke 22, verses, uh, starting with verse 19. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took a cup and after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for your, you. But behold, the hand of my betrayer is at, with me at the table. And truly, the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. Boy, this light in my red letters are hard to see. If it was black, I could read it. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And when they began to question and ask him things. So here we find what? Remembrance of the bread. This do in remembrance of me. Remember, Jesus hadn't been crucified yet, and yet he said, this is my blood which I'm shedding for you. This is my body which is broken for you. He, he was already 
telling his disciples that that was going to happen. And his disciples couldn't understand it. They didn't accept it. Let's go over to the book of John. If the only time that we're to, to be remembering Jesus is to happen when we partake of communion, even if we were like some denominations that have communion every Sunday, what do we do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? We don't have to remember Jesus and what he's done for us. Jesus isn't saying, the only time I want you to remember me is when you partake of communion. 1 Corinthians 11, we'll get there possibly by the end of the day, is where we take Jesus breaking, or where Paul said, this I received and this is what happens. I took the bread and broke it. This do in remembrance of me. Jesus said, this is the cup. This is my blood. Re represents my blood. This do in remembrance of me. That's the only time that both the blood and the cup are to that we're told to remember him after the church has been established, after the cross. But what are we doing when we remember Jesus? If I say to you, can you tell me what your mother looked like? And immediately you see your mother. Immediately you stop and you think of your mother. What about your father, your dad? What about your firstborn, if you have a firstborn? How about your brother, your sister? Immediately, you, you've got that perspective in your mind. Those of us who our parents have already passed on, we think of them, and we think about something that they did, something they've said. We don't think of their whole life, but we immediately, when we think about our mother, we think about what she was to us. When I mention Jesus, what comes to your mind? When you think of Jesus, what do you think? What do you remember about Jesus? This do in remembrance of me. When we're taking communion, what does our mind go to when he said this do in remembrance of me? Do we think of that body hanging on the cross, mutilated because of the whippings he'd had, bleeding, contorted because of the pain he's in? Do we think of the blood that he's shedding that's dripping down to the ground? Is that what our thoughts are? Is that what we think of when we think of Jesus? Or do we think of him sitting on the mountain with his disciples around? And a whole group of people, 5,000 men plus women and children out there, and he's preaching. 
Or do we think of him walking on the water? Or do we think of him as a babe in the manger? <laughs> How about is that unruly 12-year-old boy that wasn't with the group and, the, and mom and dad are going back to, to Nazareth and they look around and they say, hey, have you seen Jesus? Have you, have you seen my son? Have you seen our boy? Do you know where our boy is? And they went back to the temple and they found him there. What did he say? What did Jesus say? I'm about my father's business. Jesus was doing what God wanted him to do. His mother and his earthly father weren't too happy with him. They didn't understand. Though they knew who he was, he was their son. And Jesus said, I'm just doing what my father wants me to do. What do you think of when you think of Jesus? I like to think of him telling Philip, Philip, you think that we can get enough money to buy enough bread to feed just 5,000 people plus women and children? And then Andrew comes up and he said, Lord, the only thing I found here is this young lad that's got five loaves and two fishes. But what are they amongst so many? And Jesus said, have them sit down and start handing out the food. And when they were through, he took it up and he had 12 baskets left. What do you think of when you think of Jesus? He went to Lazarus' home. Martha says, if you'd have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, come forth, Lazarus. Oh, don't, don't do that. He stinketh. He's been dead too long. What do you think of when you think of Jesus? Do you think of him with a Samaritan woman? She wasn't a Jew, and he was talking to a Samaritan, despised. You know, I'm not a Jew. You're not a Jew, and yet Jesus saved you. He died for you. Our memory of Jesus is one who gave himself totally for us. Not only did he die on the cross for us, but he gave his life while he was walking on this earth to show us how we should walk. Let's, let's look at the uh, passage here that Ray read this morning, beginning with the 26th verse and only looking at the 26th verse of John chapter 14. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus is telling his disciples, the Helper, the one who's coming to help you, as I've been doing, he, I'm sending you another comforter, 
He's coming in my name, and he's going to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things which I have said. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit, and he is going to be in us, dwelling in us as we, when we are saved and when we're born again. He becomes part of our being. He's there. And why is he there? To teach us what Jesus has said. Now, how do I know, how can he teach me all things? He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance. He's going to remind us of what Jesus has said to us. Does that mean <laughs> I can just sit back and when I need something, the Holy Spirit's going to teach me what Jesus said? No. Today's Memorial Day, and we're remembering those who have sacrificed that we might have this right of freedom of faith, and religion to be here this morning. Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to be here to teach you the things which I have taught you. He's going to bring them to your remembrance. Now, how do we have anything to remember? If I were to ask you this morning, tell me how the wheels on a 747 come up when they're flying. Anybody here can tell me how they, the mechanics of that? Why not? You haven't looked, you haven't, you haven't looked at it. You never was, never looked. We've got this. We've got the manual. <coughs> tell me, where does it tell me in here about the Samaritan woman when Jesus was on the walking and he was, and he stopped and he was talking to the Samaritan woman? Where is that? And why do I even care about that? Because there are some people out here today that you and I look at like the Jews look at the Samaritans. We look at those that they probably wouldn't make a good Christian because of the way they talk or walk or dress or eat or do whatever. The Jews looked at the Samaritans. They really wouldn't fit into our group, Lord. That's why we have the Samaritan woman. That's why we need to read about her now and then. We have to remember. And that's how the Holy Spirit can convict us when we kind of turn away from somebody that we need to be talking to about the Lord. Let's just skip through a few things here. Take, turn to John 1.1. 1, 1. Take your bulletin and write down there John 1. What is John 1 about?
in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. Now, is that Jesus? Can you prove to me that that's Jesus that it's talking about? Let's go on to the next verse. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man was uh, came for a witness to bear witness of the light that <coughs> all through him might believe. Was John the light? Well, let's go on. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light that the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world, he was in the world, the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came into his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as did receive him, to them gave you the power to become the sons of God or the children of God, even to those that believe on his name. Talking about Jesus. Jesus was the word. Now, you've read it, you've seen it. It's gone. This afternoon, somebody says to you, Jesus was just a good man. He wasn't really God. He was a God, or, or he was a son of God, not the son of God. He's a progenitor of a new planet, a new, a new place of vote, and he now has become that. There are people that believe that. How would you refute that? The Holy Spirit could bring this thought back. He is the light. And he came to his own, his own received him not, but as many as do receive him, gave he the power to become the children of the sons of God. You can get saved only through Jesus. Now, that's the Holy Spirit's job. Once you have spent time with what Jesus has said, what his words said, now the Holy Spirit can take and bring that back to your remembrance because it's in your mind, in your remembrance. In that big computer which God gave each one of us in our head, he gave us the ability to learn a language. I'm still trying to learn English, let alone I, I do learn a little bit of Spanish. I've got burrito and taco and that down pretty good. But other than that, I've only got one language, and that's kind of confusing. But this computer God has given us, the Holy Spirit can control it. He's in us, and he can bring things back. But in order for him to bring something back, it's got to go in. So... That was chapter 1, God sending his son or being the light, Jesus the light. What's chapter 2 about? Jesus being, doing a miracle. What was that first miracle he did? 
Turn the water into wine. Write that down. Chapter 2, miracle, water to wine. Chapter 3, what's chapter 3 about? What's John 3.16? Do you know what John 3.16 is? The, the verse in the Bible that's the best known verse of the Bible. What goes with it? Well, there was this guy came to talk to Jesus one night, and he, he, he walked up, and it was night. It wasn't daytime. He didn't dare come in the daytime because if he'd come in the daytime, the other Jews and other rabbis would have seen him, and, and he didn't want him to, didn't want to be seen talking to Jesus. Came to Jesus at night, and he said, "What must I do to be saved? What must I do to become a follower of you?" And Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does it mean to be born again? Must I enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born the second time? Jesus said, unless man's born of water and of the blood, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Unless man is born physically and spiritually, he cannot enter in. The second birth, born again. Nicodemus, chapter 3, born again. We've already talked about the Samaritan woman. That's chapter 4. Chapter 5, the man laying beside the pool of Bethesda. There were seven porches on that pool. And there was an angel of God who would come down and shake up the water. And in, in shaking up the water, he would, he said, I, did, did you say I'd go an hour today? Is that what you told me? Yeah, okay. Unless he'd shake up the water, the first person into the water would be healed. Boy, can you imagine the confusion? All these sick people, people who couldn't see, and they were laying there, and they're waiting for that water. And then they'd get up, and the guy, Jesus, come along and said, how come you're laying here? I've been here for 38 years, I think it is, and I just can't get down to the water before somebody else steps in front of me. Jesus said, do you want to be healed? Yeah. What did Jesus tell him to do? Hmm? Take up your bed and walk. Take up your mat and walk. Take up your bed and walk. Oh, man, did he get in trouble for doing that? Yes, he did. Why? Because it was a Sabbath, and he took up his bed on the Sabbath, and he was carrying his bed on the Sabbath, and, oh, man, you're in big trouble, fella. Who told you to do that? Well, I don't know. There's so many people around here. Later on, he saw Jesus, and Jesus, he went to him, and, and he found out who he was, and he went back and told the Jews, and as a result of that, the Jews now are trying to get to Jesus because he did something on the Sabbath. He, he took and healed a person on the Sabbath. Man, he healed. Go through the book of John today if you had a chance. That was chapter 5. Chapter 6 is my favorite chapter in the book of John. That's called the feeding of the 5,000. And it, you can keep going. 
chapter 10 is the good shepherd. Jesus said, I am the shepherd. I am the door by me. If any man come and enter in, go out, he'll find green pastures. And go on through the whole thing. You'll find that you can learn the book of John very easily by knowing what each chapter has in it and reading a chapter and, and going through and refreshing your mind. Tonight we're going to look at the book of Acts in much the same way. Holy Spirit is here to teach us and remind us of Jesus' teachings. I'm going to ask you again, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What do you think of when you hear the name Jesus? Who is he to you? It's going to be different for every one of us. He's the one that saved us. But there's a special place that we each have. How do you remember him? When do you remember him? Only when you're having trouble? I'm going to have Eddie key up this morning in just a moment. We're going to pray. And then I'm going to have you stand because there's a time that we have to stand and he's going to play not a song but some music which will bring tears to some eyes. It's played usually in a cemetery. This morning, as we remember Memorial Day, those who have given their life for us, the one who gave the most is our Lord Jesus Christ. We can remember the Jack Olsons. Jim. <laughs> the Jimmy Zimmers. The people that we know that have died in battle. Many, many. We shed a tear over them. When's the last time you shed a tear over Jesus dying for you? Father, we thank you this morning for this opportunity to remember how we have freedom to worship you, how we can be here in church, in this building, with our other brothers and sisters, and we can fellowship together without fear of being invaded and arrested. Father, we ask as we go from here this morning, it's going to be a somber time, a time when we think about what you did for us by sending your son 
and Jesus dying on the cross, shedding his blood for us. We as a nation have claimed to be that Christian nation, one that followed Christ. Lord, we've lost that title. But many gave their life so that we could be called a Christian nation and not a heathen nation. We ask as we go from here this morning that we will remember that, remember why and how we were saved and where we were when we were saved when we met Jesus. Give us a day, Father, of remembrance and bring us back this evening that we might share your word again. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This was a released by the Air Force Band in honor of the brave men and women who gave it all for this country. We honor them this Memorial Day and thank them and their families for their ultimate sacrifice. Stand, please. dismissed.